0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Employee to Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Hayhurst. Today, I wanted to do a really fun Q&A episode, just because I haven't done one of these in a while. With it being February already, I felt like now is a good time that people, you know, they think about starting a podcast. They're like, yes, 2023 is going to be the year I start, and we're already a month in. so people really start thinking like, okay, how do I make this happen? Like, how do I make this, make this all work? So I posted on Instagram and Facebook about questions that you all have. So I want to go through the questions that I received and give some answers to them. So these are kind of all over the place. But if there is something that you want to learn more about, or a topic that you want to dive into, definitely let me know. I will always answer your questions in the DMs, or I will just make another episode about it. Let's get into this episode. I have been in the podcast industry for five-plus years, and I've been in my business full-time for almost going on three, and so I have a lot of experience in this field. And so these are things that I've learned throughout my time having my own podcast and coaching other people on how to use their podcast and just for some background I typically work with entrepreneurs and businesses who are starting a podcast to make money for their for their business or get themselves some new clients and so that's my background but a lot of these questions will pertain to different industries and so The first question that I want to go with is, what are some common mistakes people make when starting a podcast? Okay, so this is a big one, and this is actually something that I coach a lot of people on. I offer hour-long coaching sessions, and typically the people who book these sessions with me are new, and so they want to understand really their like, how to actually start their podcast and make it make money for them. So the most common mistake that I see a lot of people make when it comes to podcasting is expecting to be viral right away or expecting to make money right away. This is something that unfortunately probably will not happen. If you have tons of followers and engaged followers Then, yes, absolutely, it is possible to have an amazing start to your podcast from the very start. But for some of my clients who are coming to me with a thousand followers or sometimes less, sometimes more, really, I would caution against starting a podcast solely to make money. It makes total sense for business owners to start a podcast to bring money to their business and that they are already making money from their business and just want to use this podcast as marketing, a marketing technique. That's what I do. And so really, if you are starting a podcast just to make money, that's not a deep enough why, and I do think you'll probably burn yourself out or be disappointed in the results that you do end up seeing. Now, this is not the case for anyone, and I do not want to discourage you, but that is one of the biggest mistakes that I see. Another one is not thinking about the long term vision. So, again, with this, your podcast can make you so much money, right? I'm just saying, don't go into it only wanting to make money. But yeah, your podcast can make money. And I actually have a question about that that I'll get into. But Think about your podcast in the long run. So, are you thinking of just starting a podcast and having it for a month, two months, whatever it may be? That's where you can kind of lose motivation and get confused with everything. And you should think about your podcast in the long term. So, think about the results that you want to see five years in, you know, a year in, five years in, because For me and a lot of my clients, like when you start interviewing or start with your solo topics, it might be a little awkward at first. If you've never had a podcast or listened to yourself talk, really, it can be very awkward. So I would really recommend thinking about the long run of your podcast and if you're willing to commit years to to the podcast and if you are, absolutely go for it. If you're not... I would really challenge you to think, why wouldn't you want to keep it up for years and and go from there? But these are all pretty common mistakes that I see. I will say the third most common mistake is not really niching down. So I actually did an episode about this, so I won't go too into it. But you're going to want to understand who your audience is, what your niche is, and all of that just so you are able to speak to the right audience, connect with the right audience. And this will also help with the long-term podcasting because sometimes you get stuck on topics. You're not sure who to interview next or what to talk about next. But if you have a niche and a pretty clear topic and a pretty clear audience and understand what your audience wants, it's going to be easy to keep creating new content and staying inspired. That's that's the biggest thing. Start your podcast because you're feeling inspired. Now, the next question That I want to get into is actually similar to this. So I had someone come to me and say, I have a podcast, but sometimes topics are not flowing. How do I find and keep topics going? So I asked her for a little bit more information and she has a podcast with her husband about marriage struggles and challenges that they've overcome to help other married couples with the same. So first of all, (laughs) I just want to say, if you can't think of many challenges in your relationship, maybe that's a good sign. But in terms of podcasting, I would really challenge you to talk to your community. So going back to understanding who your audience is, Just like I did for this episode, ask them what questions or what problems they're having. Ask them what challenges they're trying to overcome. And if you don't have quite an engaged audience yet, maybe even Google could be your friend here and look up common challenges in relationships and maybe find like a therapist that you could interview or even like a therapist who maybe has a blog that you can kind of get some ideas from. And then you and your husband can talk about the way that you would deal with them. But if the topics are not flowing and the conversation keeps dying, I would say it's because you maybe don't know exactly like who you're talking to necessarily. And so there is really one way to engage your audience and it is to start talking to them. So to start talking to your audience Ask them what is going on, what they want to hear more of, all of these things, what questions they have. And I guarantee you that will help you keep the conversation alive and keep the the topics coming. For my podcast, I interview business owners, right? Entrepreneurs, business owners. And so there's a lot of people out there who would be ideal for my podcast. And so when I'm interviewing them... I think of like three to five topics that I want to talk about with them and then just see where the conversation goes. And so really, it's about active listening. It's about understanding the goal of the conversation. That's another big one. Like you want your audience to feel once they've listened to your episode. What I mean by that is like, why are they spending 30 minutes, an hour plus listening to you talk about a certain topic? And so once you understand why, what makes you stand out, I think that is really super powerful in helping you keep the conversation going. Understand, like, what result do you want the listener to walk away with for this marriage example? Maybe they're having trouble with their spouse and they come to you because they really want to hear other people talk about this topic and they either want to be validated that they're right or they want to understand like a different outside perspective. And so what you're giving them is that outside perspective and maybe a voice of reason. Because, you know, we can all be in our heads about relationships sometimes. And so really thinking about like what result you want to give the audience, I think that will help you keep the conversation alive. The next question that I got was actually about monetization. The question reads, what is the best way to reach out to brands for partnerships? I love this because I help my clients with this all the time. So once you have established your podcast and your topic and you're gaining listeners and getting engaged listeners, absolutely, it's time to reach out to brands to partner with them. Because why would you not want to make money from your podcast if you could? And so what I would come up with is a media kit. And so you can find templates for these on Canva or on Etsy. And it's basically about who you are, who your audience is, what you talk about, what your analytics look like, like how many listeners, how many followers, blah, blah, blah. And then when you reach out to brands, I would find a unique way that you connect with them. So something like for me, if I wanted to reach out to a brand, let's say, for instance, a brand about like a CRM management system or something like for new entrepreneurs. So something like Monday.com is a CRM platform that helps you keep track of where you are in your business. Okay, just as an example. I use I use monday.com and I like it, so you know, maybe I should reach out to them for a sponsorship. But I'd reach out to them and say something like, "Hey, I started using your platform 2 years ago when I first started getting serious about making a profit from my business. And now I teach others how to do the same. I would love to connect with you and talk about a partnership. So just like make it personal or I use headliner.com a lot. And so I actually did reach out to them and say, like, I use headliner every single week. I absolutely love your platform and I would love to partner with you. So things like that, make a connection with them, make it personal. Don't just copy and paste. Hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I would love to partner with, okay, make it personal, send them your media kits, set your prices. And then from there, have a conversation, get them on a call, make them feel like you, like they are winning By being on your podcast, by paying you, they are going to see so much result. And so when I say have an engaged audience, it doesn't mean a huge audience. It just means an audience that trusts you and will trust your recommendations because of course you're going to want to make these companies who are paying you make them a profit too. Make them see the result because then they'll keep coming back to you. So I could do a whole episode about monetization, but a media kit and personalizations are going to be my top two pieces of advice for this. Okay. And so my next question that I got is how much should someone typically invest in their podcast? So I talked about how to make money from it, but let's talk about actually investing in it. So I would recommend getting a nice microphone when you're first starting. And these could be, you know, $100 plus, whatever it may be. But just get a microphone that's not your laptop. And that will set you apart audio-wise from so many other podcasts. The next thing that I would recommend investing in is something like Canva.com. Really, <laughs> and so I have a bunch of recommendations on my Instagram pinned on my profile of like tools that I use. So the cost for starting your podcast is relatively low. It's not an expensive thing to do. I would say probably under $200 to just get all the equipment, tools, and tech ready to go to actually have your podcast. The thing that I will say from this is you always just have to start somewhere. If you want to start with just your laptop computer and basic things like that, okay, that's fine. Just start because you can always get these things later. But so I don't think there's necessarily a right amount that you should be investing in your podcast, but I would say to start typically $200 is going to be a good ground. For Those of you who maybe want to hire a podcast producer, which I highly recommend, those rates are going to be a little more expensive, but that's because you're paying for someone to do everything for you and have it professional, and you you won't be on your own when starting this podcast. You'll have a professional be able to help you through the process, handle most of it for you, and really... Be there for any questions that you may have. It's so much easier just to hire someone and have them do it with you and set you off on the right foot than doing all the research to figure out how to start a podcast, how to be successful with a podcast, marketing, branding, all of these things. This is what I help my clients with. And so they pay me to make them look professional, sound professional, and Start them off on the right foot. And so I would say if that is something that you're interested in, I do offer free connection calls that we can talk about the podcast that you want to start and kind of go over pricing from there. If you want to join my six-month coaching program that will absolutely set you off on the right foot and get you monetization within those six months. Or if you want to just do something more short-term where it's just I... Have a podcast launch program where I help you launch your podcast and help you for about that first month. And then I set you free having all of this knowledge to really be successful. That's how much I would typically say investing in your podcast. The next question that I received was asking for tips for social media and business advice. So for business advice, I would say listen to the Employee to Boss podcast because. That's where you'll get all that juicy business advice. But for the social media tips, I can go through a few with you. The first piece of advice that I would love to offer is you need to actually have a social media, okay? There are so many podcasts out there in so many different industries, but there's really no untouched niches at this at this time. I'm sure there are, but for my clients that I work with, typically female business owners or businesses or corporate teams who are starting a podcast, there's going to be another podcast that's similar to yours. So by having social media, you are able to show how you're different. You're able to show exactly like what makes your podcast unique. And then by having a marketing strategy, you will be able to actually bring in those listeners, and really show them what you have to offer. For your social media strategy, this is different for every podcast, honestly, but typically when I'm building out a strategy, I think about the short-term goals for my clients and the long-term goals and how those two connect and how every single thing that we're posting, every single episode that they're doing will lead them to that long-term goal. If your goal is to be a talk show host, that strategy is going to be different from someone who just wants to bring in five clients a month or make five sales a month from their podcast. Very different strategies. And so you need to think about your short-term and long-term goals in terms of what you want to achieve, when you want to achieve it, and so on. Being consistent on social media is also really important. I always have people come to me and I'll go over this question too because I get it all the time is how many times a month should I put out an episode? How many times a week should I post on social media? And my answer is always the same there is no special number. Whatever you will stay consistent with is important. That's what the right number for you is. And so if you are a busy business owner, and have your hands in so many different things, and you maybe don't have time to sit down four hours a week to record your podcast or however, you know, four episodes a week, then maybe two episodes a month is good for you. Maybe one episode a month is good for you. I have a client who came to me wanting to do one episode a month, and she has loved it so much and found the time to record more. And so we're doing three episodes a month, typically. So that's kind of the advice that I have for for that is just be consistent with whatever it is that you do. If you, for social media, it can be a little harder if you don't have a strategy to actually be posting because same thing with the question I had earlier about the topics aren't flowing. Sometimes it's the same with social media. If you don't have that goal in mind of what you want to achieve or what you want your listeners and audience to experience, you might feel like posting or putting out episodes is going to be a struggle. So that's my advice for that. Whatever consistency works for you, that's the right amount. Personally, for me, I put out four episodes a month and that feels really good. And on social media, I typically post about four to five times a week a combination of podcasting tips usually about one reel from a podcast episode that I recorded and then just some other reels about podcasting and I always try to make them funny so those that that's a strategy that works really well for me so whatever works for you and if you need help figuring out what works for you send me a message on Instagram we can talk about it from there okay Another question I got, which is a really interesting one, and I have a unique perspective on this, is have you ever seen a podcast change their name and stay successful? Now, there's a couple reasons someone may need to change their name. So I actually had a client go through this last year where she found out that the name she chose for her podcast and had launched with was actually trademarked, and so we did have to go through a name change, but she was able to stay successful because she was posting on social media so much about this name change. And we didn't change it over overnight. It wasn't like she was being sued. It was more of just like, if her podcast was to start bringing in more money, then this trademark may have noticed and then things could have gone wrong. And so We were changing it to be proactive about the experience. So for about a month, she was talking about it on her podcast and always reminding people on this date, the name is changing to this and kind of did an episode about why. So if you have time to explain to your audience why you're changing your name, then absolutely use that time wisely. If you need to change it overnight for a reason that may be like a cease and desist or you know <laughs> things like that, that's different. And you could build a strategy around the name change and kind of tell people the story and so on. But my my question to anyone who wants to change your podcast name is like, why do you want to change the name really? Is it because It may be too niche, or is it because you're changing your brand? Is it because you're changing the topic of the podcast? Really, what is it? Because I really would not recommend changing a name of a podcast unless you have to, because it is an SEO nightmare. It is a branding nightmare. It can happen, but it is usually more pain than it's worth. If you feel like you need to, go for it. Your audience will follow you if they know where to follow you to. For an example, I had Haley Rowe on my podcast. Her episode is a couple weeks back, but it is a really good one. And she has a podcast called Health Coach Nation. She's a coach for health coaches. So perfect name. But she said when she started her podcast, she started it off as the Haley Rowe Show. And it wasn't attracting the right audience. It wasn't attracting the amount of people to find it because Health Coach Nation is going to be a lot easier for people to stumble upon than just the Haley Rowe Show. And so. For her, it made a lot of sense to be able to change that just to attract some more people, but she did that pretty early on in her podcast journey. So if it's something like that, that makes way more sense to attract more people, go for it, but you know, maybe send me a message and we can talk about a little bit of a strategy to go along with it. So yes, I have seen podcasts change their name and stay successful, but it's not always the best course of action. The last question that I got that I wanted to talk about was my motivation. So someone wanted to know what keeps me motivated with my podcast. And I think this is so sweet that you all want to know about what keeps me motivated. But really, it's being able to... Putting out this podcast every single week brings me so much joy. I'm having conversations with amazing, amazing entrepreneurs who are doing amazing things in the world. And when I started my podcast, my mission was to educate people on podcasting, but also amplify the voices of people who are spreading so much wonderfulness in this world. I love putting out episodes because I want to teach all of you how to start a business or start a podcast. And really, if I can put out episodes every single week, then I want to inspire people to do the same. I want to inspire people to stay consistent. And it always breaks my heart when someone is having a podcast, but they're struggling to stay consistent because they're not feeling motivated. And so I always want to put out new content for people to listen to, to feel inspired themselves. And so Really, that's my motivation is just educating on podcasting and amplifying other people's voices. (laughs) The third reason, I will say, is it is a part of my social media strategy and my business strategy. So really, the reason I have this podcast is to educate people on how to start businesses and podcasts, but also for potential clients to listen to me. That sounds so self-centered, but it's really, that's why. It's because I want potential clients to be able to hear the way that I talk, the way that I edit, the way that I present myself, the way that I talk about podcasting, my mindset when it comes to podcasting. And I have gotten multiple clients who have listened to my podcast they're like yeah I really like you for who you are and I want to work with you I can think of multiple examples of people who are interviewing different podcast producers and they choose me because they're like I like your personality and I want to work with you because I talk to my clients all the time so if they didn't like me for who I am (laughs) That would be a problem. And so really, it just, that's also another reason why it gives me something to post on Instagram. It makes me money. It just brings me happiness, but it also brings me income to be totally clear. And so that's really my motivation. And as I said in the beginning, if you are just starting a podcast to make money, you're not going to feel motivated. But for me, I feel motivated because I love doing this. And as a benefit, as an added benefit, it also brings me money. So that's 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 my motivation. <laughs> this has been super fun and I want to start doing more Q&A episodes. So if you have any questions, you can send me a message on Instagram or send me an email. My email is hello at EspressoPodcastProduction.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram and also on LinkedIn. So I hope this was helpful to you. And next week, I'll be back with another interview episode. So thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me. Thank you for listening to the Employee to Boss podcast. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you implement the actionable steps from this week's experts so you can get started with your business today. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Employee to Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps more than you could ever imagine. Remember, a little progress each day leads to big results. We come out with a new episode every Tuesday. To access our show notes, transcripts, and courses, please check out EspressoPodcastProduction.com.